Defended by Simmons. Is this the Tiger? Battleborn Phantom. Hello and welcome back to the Battleborn Leafs podcast. I'm your host as always, Joshua Anselmo, here to talk to you guys today about your favorite team in the National Hockey League, your Toronto Maple Leafs. Tonight, the Maple Leafs are prepared to take on the Florida Panthers in Florida. Today's episode is going to be a preview of tonight's game and tomorrow's battle against the Washington Capitals yet again. But just to go back to the intro, if you guys were wondering... Yes, that was William Nylander of our Toronto Maple Leafs, number 88, giving Battleborn Fan Talk a shout after he reached his career high in goals this week at Scotiabank Arena. William Nylander, fantastic person, definitely one of my favorite players on the Leafs. Always such a good person off the ice, always down to, you know, sign autographs for the fans, take pictures. Awesome, awesome guy, and I can't give him enough credit. Um, you know, he's got a good sense of humor and. He really enjoys talking to the fans. So for people that are harsh on William Nylander, just remember this guy is human and the person that he is, is just awesome. He's so fun. And I don't know if there's a player on the Leafs that, you know, with my personal interactions with, um, that has, you know, been more, uh, professional and fun to the fans and he really enjoys it. And I appreciate that a lot. So Willie Nylander giving Battleborn Fan Talk a shout. If you want to see more content of Nylander and BBFT, make sure to check out our TikTok, which is Battle BRNF Talk with two Ks. Um, we post a lot of content on there and stuff like that. We also have our Twitter page that needs more action. Come on, guys. If you listen to the show, go check out the Twitter. Go check out the Instagrams at Battle BRNF Talk. Um, we post a lot of stuff on there, a lot of daily content for Toronto sports fans. And, uh, we do a lot of polls and stuff. Like we were teasing that for our next episode down the line here with, uh, the weeks to go into the playoffs because of how, I guess, dead the schedule is in terms of teams in action. Like these are pretty good teams. The Maple Leafs are going to be t- uh, playing. They have a test tonight against the Florida Panthers, but like, these are kind of in that exhibition game vibes. So down the line here, I was talking to the producer of the podcast, Ethan Dubay. Uh, check him out too on the socials. He does a great job making sure we were able to post these episodes for you guys. Uh, and producer Ethan and I were discussing that maybe do like a prospect kind of roundup here. Obviously, Voigt is in his OHL playoffs right now. I watched his last game. Awesome player. So giving a little roundup. Uh, same with Nyes and Niemla. Even the OHL draft that's coming up. Uh, you know, local kids from here in the city of Toronto and talking about the potential U14 OHL Cup, which was in their inaugural tournament. So if you guys want to hear that episode, we will gladly do it. Uh, we will also probably get a guest on from the league to talk about that tournament, stuff like that. So my brother was actually partaking in one of those tournaments. So I would even get him. So if you guys want that, we will gladly bring it to you guys because we are all about the fans here at Battleborn Fan Talk. That's why it's in our name. So with that, let's go to the preview of tonight's game between the Maple Leafs and the Florida Panthers, which is a very anticipated matchup. Whenever these two teams collide so far this season, it has been a goal fest and rightly so because these teams are willing to go back and forth. The Toronto Maple Leafs are entering 
Florida today with a 51-21-6 record. They are second in the Atlantic. Taking on the Florida Panthers, who have a 56-15-6 record. They are first in the Atlantic. The Florida Panthers are no joke. They are first in the league in goals. They shoot the most in the league. They have the third highest shooting percentage. They are a team that is going to fire pucks at you on all cylinders. They have a very good offense. Their power play is so offensive heavy. It is five forwards. Ekblad is still out with injury, so it is still five forwards as Anthony Duclair takes Ekblad's spot. But this team, they have really found something with Mason Marshman, former Maple Leaf, well, former Marley, to be honest, and Anton Lundell. These two guys together, Lundell, we obviously know, top prospect, um, picked in the, high in the first round. He is left-handed center, really making a strong impact with this Florida team this year. Definitely an underrated rookie. He is right now occupying the first-line center row with Mason Marshman and Patrick Hornquist. Hornquist, we know, Last pick in the draft uh, by Nashville. Turns out to be a stud. Traded to Pittsburgh. Wins back-to-back cups with the Penguins. Right now, this is slated to be the first line. But the first, the real first line is Huberto, Barkov, and Reinhardt. And Huberto, what a season this guy's having. I know the Florida Panthers are a team that we're going to be rivaling down the run here. Especially into the postseason. But... Jonathan Huberto, what he's done this year has been so spectacular. Most assists ever as a left winger. He is an insane playmaker. He has a heck of a shot. He is, you know, a player that if you were ever bored when the Leafs do not play, flip on your TV and go put on the Panthers game because this guy is awesome. But with that, to make it even better, his centerman, Alexander Barkov, Sasha Barkov, is one of the top 10 centers in the National Hockey League. You can make a case that he's been top five this year. Really dominant when in possession of the puck, whether that's offensively. His defensive game has even gotten better this season, despite Florida's pure offensive style. This guy is going to be a menace in the playoffs. He has been so underrated for so many years, this duo here in Florida. Huberto is really starting to rise now, but Barkov... For the last, I guess, three years now. Really since, I guess, 2019 has been superb. And it's honestly nice to see him finally get the recognition now that the Florida Panthers are one of the best teams in hockey, if not the best team. So, Sasha Barkov and Huberto, these two guys are definitely guys that you are going to want to watch out for. This season, they have a 36% expected goals. Um you know, six, uh, sorry, uh, 62% expected goals. They had a 36% expected goals in the last game though. So, you know, obviously they had a bit of a slower, uh, game, um, previously, but this is a team that if you can kind of hush these two out and I brought up the 36% expected goals because the first line in the last game played 26 minutes and that's the Marshmont Lundell and Horquist line. They had an expected goals of 67%. That just goes to show you that even though their stacked line of Huberto, Barkov, and Reinhardt, their top line with Marshman, Lundell, and Hornquist was getting the job done. Their third line, which features former Maple Leaf Joe Thornton, Nola Chari, and Lou Sterinen. Um, You know, this is more their fourth line in a way. Uh, they played a total of 10 minutes together in the last game. 
Thornton, we know what he brings, so don't need to go too deep on him from last season. But Noel Achari, former Bruin, this guy, he's a solid two-way player. He can find his offensive upside, uh, you know, on any day of the week. He'll just have that random game where he gets, you know, a couple goals. Uh, you know, I guess that's kind of, I guess, common with this Florida Panthers team because all they do is score goals. But Noel Achari, uh, very underrated center in my opinion. But Lou Sterinen. Definitely that odd man out with this Florida offense. Uh, not a lot of people are familiar with his game, but you know he's a strong forward, really big presence for this Panthers side. I've watched a ton of their games this season, and Losterine, and I love how versatile he is. He's pretty quick, um, really solid on his edges. So you know this is not just a throw in here. Losterine, and we saw what he did against the Maple Leafs earlier on in the season. He is creative in the offensive zone, but really, really hard on the forecheck. So I like Lowsterinen's game, but Bennett, Giroux, and Duclair, that line has been superb. And Giroux has been getting back into the center role here with Florida lately. Obviously, he moved more towards the right side when playing with Philadelphia the last couple seasons, but now playing center again with the Panthers, with Duclair and Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett, really like him. Good player. Obviously going to be a pest in the playoffs. This guy is a playoff performer. Uh, he played here in my hometown for the York Simcoe Express. Uh, so Sam Bennett, I like his game. He's a really solid player. Uh, we know high pick, traded over from Calgary last season. And it looks like he's really starting to mold into that player that we expected. And, you know, now Florida has Reinhardt <laughs> as well from the draft. And, you know, they be, I think they have three of the top four picks with Ekblad. So, you know, this guy really starting to gel with this Florida group last year. He did really well in the postseason as well, but I think now he's really starting to get into that mold. And that's kind of scary as a Leafs fan looking at this team getting ready for the postseason. But Giroux, you know, Giroux is such an awesome hockey player still is at his age. He's so decisive with his play. His passing is superb. Like I said, he can find your stick blade if any bit of space, even if it's a matter of inches, and even his shot, you know, he's a goal scorer too. He can put the puck in the back of the net with ease. Uh, playing with Duclair, Duclair, tremendous amount of respect for this guy. Jumping from team to team, really found it here in Florida. I think he has a third. He's this is his first thirty goal season, so credit to him. You know, he's really fast. He's got a heck of a shot. Really fun to watch, offensive player. And what he's done on the power play here with Florida has been, uh, you know, really interesting. Like I said, they went with the full five forwards. Um, with Huberto, Reinhardt, Duclair, Barkov, and Giroux. So the power play, you know, it struggled off a bit, but they're really starting to gel here in Florida, and that's what's getting scary. And you look at the back end, Ben Sherrod, a guy I was not high on, and I must admit, but his pairing partner with Mackenzie Weger has really fit well. And I think it's fit so well that even the best in the hockey business couldn't even ex expected this. Mackenzie Weger. We know when he's playing with Ekblad, that pairing was high, high event hockey both ways. Ekblad is one of my favorite defensemen in the NHL. Um, saw him with his time at the Barry Colts. So, you know, I've followed his career steadily. I was really high on him last year. He had that kind of breakout season as Florida got better. Uh, this year, he was off to a crazy start, but the Leafs haven't seen the Panthers with Ekblad yet. And I think that's what makes me a little nervous. Rumor has it Ekblad will not be 100% by the time of round one so i think he's gonna play but the problem is are we gonna have a situation where he's playing with 
a nagging injury and if so does that kind of level his play a bit does that hold him back maybe but still Ekblad is a world-class player but Ben Sherratt really came into this Florida side and just gave them tremendous amount of play and playing that top line uh, that top pairing sorry with Uyghur he's been a staple uh, he has been a rock blocking shots, really bringing the physical aspect. But if you look down the line and talking about physical aspects, Radko Gudis and Carlson occupying that third pairing. Gudis is a guy that just going to rack up hits. Like he's just going to rack up hits. Um, he's going to go uh, out of his way just to crush you. And the thing with Gudis is yes, although he is a tremendous physical player and you know, he might be the strongest pure hitter in the National Hockey League on defense. Um, Radko Gudis, he seems to get himself caught out of position very often. And I think that's why you saw him really move from Philly. Um, you know, we saw it in the game against Toronto at Scotiabank Arena. How many times did he go out of his way to hit John Tavares? Uh, it really was evident that he, for some reason, was really going after Tavares. So maybe that was kind of their matchup. But, you know, he's going after Tavares constantly. And that caught him out of position very often. And the Leafs got off to a hot start in that game. Gudis is going to chase you, meaning you're going to have your chances. And Carlson isn't an NHL veteran. This pairing makes a lot of mistakes. It might be their weak point, but it also provides Florida with some positives. And that is the tough game. And Radko Gudis is going to rack up maybe 12 hits in this game but you're going to get your offensive chances. So with how creative the Maple Leafs are, I really do not fear uh, what Gudis brings to the lineup. So that's kind of my guy I'm going to be picking out on. Let him chase. Let him go around, gooning it up. Just play your game and stick to your puck possession-based style because if so, you're going to be successful just like you were at Scotiabank Arena. But back up to the second pairing now, we have Gustav Forsling and Brandon Montour. These are two guys I was very high on before they became Florida Panthers. Obviously, Brandon Montour, uh, former Buffalo Sabre and Anaheim Duck, right-hand shot. Smaller guy, really, really offensive when he has the opportunity to roam that side of the ice. Obviously, Gustav Forsling, his passing has been tremendous this season. On breakouts, he has really been killing it, racking up points this year. Former Chicago Blackhawk and Carolina Hurricane. Left-hand shot, good skater, he's mobile. Uh, he lacks that physical kind of edge and, you know, He's a taller guy, but in front of the net, you're going to be able to beat him. So I'm hoping the Leafs send bodies to the net because that is how you're going to pick on this pairing. Radko Gudis is really good at clearing space for Bobrovsky to see the puck. So when this pairing's on, they watch for the stretch pass because Gustav Forsling's passing this season has been awesome. Even his shooting percentage is through the roof. So that's a very unexpected aspect of his game. These two guys are really going to be looking for the offensive upside when they're on the ice. But Brandon Montour, not really a defensive-reliant guy. Same with Forsling. So you're going to be able to pick on this pairing. And that's why I'm a little less high on the Florida Panthers, unlike most people, because I look at places in their lineup and I see lack of defensive uh, mindsets. And with that, going into a best-of-seven series could hurt you a lot. And yes, we've seen teams in the past just go offense heavy, and they have been successful, but most of the time they're not. And a lot of that has come from, you know, just a team in our backyard, actually, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we know the Maple Leafs, they went out and spent all their money on offense, it feels like, uh, with the Tavares and Big Four contracts. But with that, 
you know, this Maple Leafs team, I think they have more of a shape to their game. I think Florida, if you can just mute their transition game because they are hard on the transition and they are going to burn you. If you can just, I guess, keep them quiet, you're going to be successful like today at Scotiabank Arena. And I cannot preach how important a quick start is for the Maple Leafs. Get on there and get on your game. But the thing with Florida is you got to be careful because they are the comeback cats, and that's what I call them. They, for some reason, just can rally out of nothing, especially when you're in the den there in Florida. They can catch fire very easily, and that's why I watch out for guys like Mason Marshman because it's physical game. Even a guy like Ryan Lomberg, who I don't know if he's going to be in tonight's lineup. Uh, Marshman, he is physical. He's tall, lanky, but man, we all know the physical game he brings. So Marshman, you know, he's a, a very big game-changing factor for this team. And obviously being a former Maple Leaf, you know he's going to have some extra momentum in his stride tonight. So make sure that you watch out for Mason Marshman because he's having a really, really good season. But with that, Bobrovsky is expected to get the start tonight. Sergei Bobrovsky, we know, highest-paid goaltender uh, in the league. It's weird because, well, Carey Price is kind of the same contract. But <laughs> Sergei Bobrovsky, the $10 million has really hurt Florida. And although he's had a pretty good season, he's got a 9.13 save percentage of 2.64 goals against average with three shutouts on the year. I don't think that was a good move. I think with Spencer Knight here kind of in the shadows um, and how much goalie depth the Florida Panthers have, I don't think this was a great move, especially with how tight they're going to be up against the cap now going into the future especially if they want to keep uh keep Claude Giroux but Bobrovsky the reason I'm uncomfortable with his 10 million dollar contract and obviously we know what happened last year I'm not just talking about that but he has not been a playoff performer and I don't know about you guys but I always think back to the series against Pittsburgh with Columbus while he was there he was you know arguably the best goalie in hockey at the time um and you know Gensel and Crosby were just cutting him up and yes those were Stanley Cup championship teams there but you know Bobrovsky just for some reason really has struggled when it's come to game one so you know with Bobrovsky I'm a little you know down on him I love his play he's so fun to watch Don't get me wrong. when he's like in his game the saves he makes are incredible he's so athletic um, but yeah I don't know if I have full complete confidence in Bobrovsky and that's why I'm not as high on the Florida Panthers because I see a lot of question marks are you going to be able to outscore teams like the Boston Bruins, the Washington Capitals, 7-6 um, in terms of playoffs? So with that, let's go to our Toronto Maple Leafs now. Austin Matthews is back in the blue and white. He will be playing tonight for your Toronto Maple Leafs. Obviously, it looks like he's going to be taking the spot back as the first line center with Michael Bunting and Mitch Marner. The second line... Of John Tavares, Alexander Kerfoot, and William Nylander is what I expect to get underway. Obviously, this recording is before morning skate, so I don't have the exact line combinations. I'm kind of just going over the ones from last game. But Clifford and Simmons, you know, they both got their fines yesterday. Uh, I think it's weak. Um, that Especially Clifford's fine. Like, come on with the stick. It was a little bonk on the head. Like, that was awful like what but what about the Sergachev punch in the back of Bunting's head like there was this place throughout the night the Kucherov slash on Marner it's disgusting it looks really bad on George Peros and again targeting the Leafs but I'm not going to go too much into that yes 
you want to find players, sure, but you call it both ways. Punish both teams because the Leafs were not innocent, but they were not the only team in that game that was doing some stuff. So with that, Clifford and Simmons, I don't expect them both to be in the lineup against a team like Florida. They don't bring much in terms of offense anymore. And, you know, these two guys, if they're in the lineup against a team like the Florida Panthers, with how often and how sorry how offensive driven the Florida Panthers are, I don't know if playing Kyle Clifford and Wayne Simmons is your best bet. It, this is a transition team here in Florida. They're gonna burn you when Clifford and Simmons are on the ice, especially with Spezza occupying that center spot with, between the two. Uh, that's a pure checking line right there. And a team like Florida, I don't think you're gonna want to play them. So. Maybe they play in Washington. I don't know who sits. It's probably going to be Clifford, to be honest. But Spezza and Simmons. Simmons' game has really excelled in the last week or so. Obviously, that assist that he made against the Philadelphia Flyers was incredible. I love Wayne. Uh, I would like to see more of his offense come into fruition here uh, as the Leafs play uh, these kind of, I guess, meaningless games, to say it nicely. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, these, this this game tonight really means nothing in terms of the Maple Leafs playoff chances. And obviously you're fighting for home ice and you don't want to lose. And beating the Panthers is nice to look back on and it's good for morale and really to rally upon. But, you know, this game doesn't really have high standard. Like, it's going to be two offensive hockey teams and two teams that I can't wait to see play. But there's nothing really on the line here. But credit to Pure Engvall, who's really excelled. I got to say, around the time the Heritage Classic was pl- uh, played down in Hamilton was really was when I really found my liking of Engvall's game and I don't know what it is he's just excelling his possession of the puck and what he brings to this Maple Leafs offense he looks really comfortable and he's starting to find his stride more I think he's becoming a nice weapon here for the Maple Leafs he's versatile he's a two-way player but with that Ilya Mikheyev and I find these guys play very similar kind of hockey roles McKayev's speed and his offensive production has been so evident. Obviously, we don't know if the Leafs are going to be able to keep him in the offseason with the contracts that are going to be up in the cap space. But Ilya Mikheyev, if he can come back next year, I will be so happy because what he's done has been incredible ever since he's really come back from injury and sustained a full-time spot in this lineup. Like I said, he's really fast. And now um, he's starting to finish his chances. And that was something we always wondered with Mikheyev was, you know, he's getting all these high octane chances, but he's not capitalizing on them. He's not finishing, and now he's starting to finish. So with that, you cannot complain. I love his game so far. I really hope he can stay. And, uh, you know, I want to mention, as I'm looking at the lineup right now, congratulations to David Camp, who's expected to be having a child uh, this September. So congrats to him. He announced on his social media, I think it was yesterday. But Colin Blackwell, and, you know, we saw him, get the top line spot with John Tavares in the game against Philly. And I thought he did a pretty good job. Uh, you know, smaller guy, right-hand shot. He's really nifty. I love the energy he brings. He's not afraid to jump into a hit no matter who his opponent is. Yes, we've seen him get blown up already um, in Toronto. But he's just going out there and just playing. He's, you know, not getting in his head. And he's just, you know, providing that aspect, that spark that is crucial to the lineup especially in the playoffs so i love blackwell's game i really want to see him back on the top line but how can you really change the marner bunting Tavares line and i know matthews is coming back and like i said i expect him to take that spot but in the last game they had a 66 percent expected goals 66 percent. so 
you know, on the year they have a 50% expected goal uh, per game ratio over the you know last uh over the last test really against tampa bay but 50 percent still against in an 8-1 loss is impressive in my opinion so you know john tavares michael bunting and mitch marner maybe you see them together obviously i, I don't mind the matthews and kasha pairing or kasha sorry i said that wrong i don't mind them together actually um maybe uh, it's tough because tavares i'm a big fan of his and his two-way game has you know been all over the place he's had his real ups and downs this season um but John Tavares it looks like Mitch Martin and him just seemingly mix and you know yes it looks good for so long then they go cold and then it's time for a change and we've already seen the interflux between him and Nylander uh throughout this year but I think Nylander's starting to drive his own play with Kerfoot and Engvall and I really like that line it provides depth for the Maple Leafs I think Keith is probably the most happy person on the planet with how Nylander's kind of starting to turn the corner and transform his game with Kerfoot and Engvall because we've seen how many times now has Nylander really been pushed down the line to provide more of an offensive depth standpoint for this Maple Leafs team and you know he's kind of taking that center spot in a way and I know only on certain sorry I choked there only on certain um face-offs he's taking it but he is that right-hand shot he's really good on face-offs still so if he can play that center role i will be so happy because matthews tavares kneelander down the middle is going to get you a championship i feel it there's not a team that's as deep at center if you go on paper maybe you make a case for the florida panthers but i don't know nolachari Giroux. Yeah, like Giroux, but still, he's kind of in that Nylander spot where he plays center and right wing. But Nylander, Tavares, Matthews, I don't think you get much better than that. So I'd really like to see that, especially if Nylander can transform his game into a two-way more role where he can go and score but also defend. And I think Kerfoot and Engvall have really made up for his defensive lapses. And I love William Nylander, and I really hope he stays here in the blue and white. Um, number 88 has really found his stride in the last week or so, and I really think his confidence is up, his morale is up, and that's the thing with Nylander. When he's down on himself and he's you know not having the best time, his production is literally low, and um, like low as like literally as low as you can think, and you can see it in the stride. His lapses tend to happen more often, and it, people pick on him as the main go-to guy, which I think is so unfair. But uh, William Nylander, I'm really impressed with how he's played lately, and if he can keep this up, this is huge for the Maple Leafs. I really think he is going to be that factor in the postseason if the Leafs want to make it to the next round. But with that, let's go to the back end now. Morgan Riley, Ilya Leobushkin are expected to be the first pairing. TJ Brody, Justin Hall expected to be the second pairing. And Mark Giordano and Timothy Liljegren. Obviously, no Jake Muzzin tonight, as I confirmed on my Twitter. But TJ Brody and Justin Hall had a tough game in Tampa. I'm interested to see how they rebound here tonight in Florida with a very similar offensive-driven hockey team. Uh, just across from Tampa. So Riley Labushkin, you know, I've been a huge fan of their pa that pairing. I've ever since the Labushkin trade and even before he got traded to, to Toronto, I was preaching that Labushkin plays with Morgan Riley because I've seen him level, um, you know, per take Chikrin and Ekman Larson to that next level is what I meant to say there. And Labushkin, he plays a sound defensive game and it looks like he's really starting to find that with Morgan Riley here. So I love them together, but. There's no pairing that I think has stocks driven up between Giordano and Timothy Liljegren. And Liljegren's play has been 
outstanding lately, ever since Giordano's come to the blue and white. Uh, we, we're starting to see the offensive numbers go up now. Uh, these two guys, and I think it's just Giordano being that veteran, that former Norris winner, how comfortable he is on the ice and playing against very good hockey teams. I think it's a calming presence for Timothy Liljegren, and I think that's why you're starting to see his play excel. Obviously, when you, uh, Liljegren's playing with Jake Muzzin, Jake Muzzin's season hasn't been great. He's had a lot, a lot of bad moments, and I think with Liljegren, he's kind of had to look over his shoulder a lot more often instead of just playing with his instincts. And I think he's starting to do that now with Giordano. And you know, like a lot of people overlook how much confidence plays into playing this sport. And when you're confident in your D partner, your game is going to excel because you can just play the game your way and how you want to play. So I think that's why you're starting to see Lilio Grinch jump. And I hope this just keeps on happening because if we can keep Mark Giordano for the next couple seasons – until Lilligren really, I guess, edges out into a full-time NHLer. Uh, who knows what we have here in Toronto with Timothy. And a right-hand shot, top prospect. I'm really excited to see what his game brings. He's a bit smaller, but he is very mobile. So Lilligren, really impressed so far. He might be my late bloomer of the season for this Maple Leafs team. But the power play, uh, Mitch Marner, Morgan Riley, Austin Matthews, William Nylander, and John Tavares expected to be the five tonight here in Florida. Obviously we know these guys and what they've done all season has been spectacular. It's been up and down, up and down sometimes, but you know, really this power play has earned its money this season. And with Austin Matthews scoring as many goals as he is this year and having a guy like Mitch Marner and William Nylander as the flanks on the power play, you know, there's not much you can do defending that. So hopefully John Tavares can find some goals tonight i really like his game here in the last you know few games obviously the game in tampa is a game i've been trying to avoid on this show because it was a definitely deflating loss 8-1 but john tavares he looks like he's starting to find that form again so i just want to see him with marner more i think that presence of him in front of the net and with marner's playmaking ability and you know how offensive uh creativeness he brings to the lineup i like that mix very well but with that, I expect Jack Campbell to play tonight for sure, and I expect to see Eric Schalgren tomorrow in Washington. Now, Jack Campbell, love this guy. Um, also a fantastic human. You know, I was talking about Nylander at the start of the show. I was talking to Jack on Tuesday night as well last week, and Jack is just such a great person. He's so funny, um, willing to talk to you for sure, um, really treats the fans with respect, and he's just such a happy person. And Talking to him is just awesome, and I love Jack Campbell, so I'm really hoping he stays. Obviously, you know I'm a Jack Campbell guy. I wrote an article uh, about last month now on why you should still believe in Jack Campbell, so go check that out on the Battleborn Fan Talk website if you have not taken a look yet. But, um, you know, Jack Campbell, it's all about his confidence, and if he could stay confident in his abilities, and when he does, he is a top goalie in hockey, and, you know, we saw what he's done with the LA Kings, and you watch some youtube videos on him and where he explains his time in dallas he really was down on himself in that opening training camp where he got cut it was hard for him to really bounce back but you know if he's able to have a fresh mindset and just stick to the, like his game and stopping the puck uh he's going to be all right and i have full confidence in jack campbell so jack campbell getting the start tonight soup let's do it against florida but with that now as we start to get to the end of this episode, let's go to tomorrow night's preview now against the Washington Capitals. 
The Washington Capitals are fourth in the Metropolitan at the time of this recording. They have a 44-23-11 and 11 record. In net, expect towards Vitek Vanacek, who has a 20-11-5 record, a 2.60 goals against average, and a 9-10 save percentage with four shutouts. Obviously, Flor- uh, Washington likes to interchange their goaltenders between um, Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov. But Samsonov has struggled against the Maple Leafs this season, so I really expect him to go with Vanacek here. Vanacek, like I said, underrated goaltender. Uh, really impressed me last season. Everybody expected him to be the Hershey goalie, but no, he has really changed his game, and now he's been an NHL starter for the last two years now. And credit to him because that's not an easy thing to do. Not in this game. Tomorrow night is Peter Morazic, obviously. Jake Muzzin might be. Keith did mention today that he could play tomorrow in Washington. So that'll be interesting to see. Obviously, who comes out of the lineup is another question. But Carl Hagelin and Snively are out for the Washington Capitals. Now, the Washington Capitals, like I said, veteran team, oldest team in hockey, uh, but they can score goals still. Alex Ovechkin just hit 50 goals again the other night. Ninth straight season. This guy is an absolute monster. Sorry, he's ninth season, not ninth straight. Alex Ovechkin, absolute legend. I think he is still the greatest goal scorer in hockey history. His shot and that spot on the power play is so lethal. And no matter how many years us as fans and all that stuff has seen him in that spot and just wonder how has no team figured it out yet, it's because he's that good. He is that good that that shot, when he gets it off, he is going to put it in the net. So greatest goal scorer I've seen uh, since my time of watching hockey. So obviously, you know, I didn't get the chance to see Wayne Gretzky and stuff like that, but still, Alex Ovechkin is my guy. Uh, the Leafs are obviously the way more offensive team, though. They are second in the league in goals. They're taking on the top team in goals, the Florida Panthers, tonight. So that should be a very fun. Um, but, you know, Washington, like I said, they really rallied in the month of March here. And as we get into April, or should I say throughout April now, um, but... You can beat these guys, and you just have to have that strong start because once you let Washington feel comfortable and in their game, they are going to score, especially at home. They are a very good home team, 19-15-5 record. They are actually the best team on the road, though. So a lot of their wins have come away from home. But at home, um, you know, at Capital One Arena, that goal horn, how many times do you hear it when they're clicking? So... To snuff them out, to keep it quiet, Eric Schalgren, we saw what happened in Tampa. I'm going to be interested to see him rebound here now in Washington. He has a 6-4-1 record, a 3.48 goals against average, and an 8.82 save percentage. Or, sorry, 0.882 save percentage. What happened? <laughs> like, obviously, I told you guys that when Schalgren first came up and had those two massive starts, um, the shutout as well, the 35 saves, you had to have kept it, you know, like realistic expectations. And a lot of people didn't. They thought this guy was going to be Bennington. Clearly not. He's really fell off a cliff um, ever since that game uh, where he kind of got, I guess, torched in a way against Nashville. Some wasn't his fault, but disappointing game in Nashville. And ever since then, he's really had a hard time fixing it and getting back to that form that we saw in those two games that stretch when Matthews was suspended. That game against Carolina was phenomenal by Shogren. But Shogren versus Vanacek, I think clearly Washington has the goaltending advantage tomorrow night. But like I said, if you can dominate Washington, 
in the faceoff circle, which the Leafs have done this season. Obviously, the Leafs are still first in faceoff percentage. Uh, the Washington Capitals are 27th. If you're able to dominate them um, and keep possession of the puck, you're going to be successful. And I think that's what's so important for this Leafs side is to stay in possession of the puck because they are such a puck-based driven team. They are you know, all about puck possession. I really think if they could find um, their game here in Washington, even though it's a back-to-back, I th- still think they're going to be successful. I remain confident in that. Washington, though, they are in a duel with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They are locked on points here in that heat, and uh, they both have four games remaining. I believe the Penguins are playing right now at the time of this recording. So it is going to be a dead heat between those two teams. So Washington is going to bring it tomorrow night. So I think that's all for me today, folks. I want to thank you guys for listening to the Battleborn Leafs podcast. I will be having a recap of this weekend probably on Monday. Um, and preview Tuesday night's game against the Detroit Red Wings at Scotiabank Arena, which I will be attending. Um, but with that, I think that's all. Happy weekend to you guys. Happy Saturday. I uh, hope you guys all have some fun. Um, reach out to the socials. Like I said, guys, we have a lot of stuff coming out, and we're excited for the future and what the playoffs are going to bring. Let's hope the Raptors win today, too. Go, Raps, go. Let's keep their season alive. And Toronto FC takes on New York tomorrow. Um, in New York. So make sure you listen to those podcasts as well. Here at Battleborn Fan Talk, we are all about you guys and what you guys want to hear and I guess the content you want to see. So if you guys would like that prospect roundup episode, I think it'd be really fun. I would get some guests on that played in those tournaments and uh, we can kind of interview them. So if you guys want something new and go over Voigt, Nyes, and Niemla talk and even Nick Abruzizi and what he's done with the Leafs so far, let us know because we will bring it to you guys next week. That's all for me, folks. Go Leafs, go. Thank you all for listening. Let's get these four points here. Go Leafs, go! Go Leafs, go! Go Leafs, go!